What's up, everyone? It's your man, TK. Welcome back to another episode of River of Fire. And I got something on my heart that I want to share with everybody with the hope of bringing freedom to people and a better understanding of the mindset of rejection. Because I know it's something that a lot of people deal with. I myself have dealt with it over the years. And I've come to understand it a lot better and get more freedom from it. And I want to be able to share this with you um, that you may be able to experience freedom from it as well. Um, so uh, with that being said, as a teacher, I work with a lot of teenagers and I'm noticing that a lot of this next generation is becoming more emotionally aware of what's going on inside of them, of their feelings. And I used to look at this and think, oh, this next generation is soft. Um, but the more that I examine it and think about it, uh, I'm just noticing that the level of consciousness is actually increasing, that people are not just aware of their body and their physical state, but the world as a whole is starting to become more aware of their emotional state, of our souls, of even the spiritual realm of things. And this is not necessarily a bad thing. It's actually a good thing because we're growing um, as believers and as humanity as a whole. And I feel like it's just going to keep growing and we're just going to keep going to the next level as people become more aware of their, uh, their emotional um, consciousness and state of being. Um, and even though it may look messy or seem messy for a while, by being aware of it, we're going to be able to learn how to change it and transform ourselves and continue um, this journey of transformation. So with that being said, First uh, John 1 says, Beloved, I pray that you prosper and be in good health just as your soul prospers. And so first off, we are a spirit being and we have to know that we are a spirit being, that our spirit is eternal. Our spirit comes from God and Lord willing is going back to God. <laughs> if you're a believer, <laughs> you receive Christ. Um, but we also have a soul. We are not our soul, but we have a soul and we have a body that we're in. So it says that we be in good health and prosper just as our soul prospers. So our soul and our state of being, which is our will, emotions, and mind is connected to our body. So whatever is going on in our soul actually manifests itself in our body as well. And even goes beyond to say that our external circumstances can be a result of what's going on in our soul, in our mindset, in our state of being. So it's important we understand these things and we're aware of these things that we could change because we're ultimately called to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, according to Romans 12, 1, which is, this is metanoia, which we're called to transform and transfigure our entire being, our spirit, soul, and body to become fully revealed, to become the expressed image of Christ on the earth, Christ in us, the hope of glory. And the only way that Christ is going to express himself through us is if we get free from these things that are holding us back that are not godly um, we need to uh, pursue this journey of holiness and get free of these emotional things that are holding us back and mindsets and lies uh, which talks about in second corinthians 10 4 and 5 it says the weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world they're not carnal 
but their divine power that can demolish strongholds and we demolish arguments and every high thing or lofty opinion or arrogance or pride exalting itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And when I looked into a few other translations, it did reveal that this word was pride. And even in the Passion Translation, it talks about we're demolishing every deceptive fantasy that opposes and um, we break through every arrogant attitude raised up in defiance against the true knowledge of God. We take these things as prisoners of war, every thought, and insist that they bow to the obedience of Christ, the anointed one. And when I thought about this, the weapons of our warfare in Ephesians 6 talks about the sword of the spirit. That's the only weapon that we have in that whole segment. Everything else was a defensive armor of God. But the sword of the spirit and the shield of faith, that's what we fight with. And it's the truth that Jesus said that will set us free. It's the word of God that Jesus used as his sword coming from his mouth in Revelation. It's also the sword he used to fight off the enemy when he was being tempted in the wilderness. It's the only weapon he used was the word. And so this is the weapon we need to use as well because the word is the only thing that's powerful enough to transform our mindset and the way that we think. And that's where the battle is taking place. It's in our mindset. It's in our soul and our will, our emotions. And the word of God can pierce through. And once we know the truth and recognize and realize the truth, we can be set free. And that's the good news is there is hope. We don't have to be stuck in these mindsets and these emotions forever. <laughs> we can be set free. Come on, somebody. I'm trying to help somebody today. We can be set free by the word of God, which will transform our thinking and which will ultimately transform our bodies and our mortal bodies to the image of his glory. Come on, somebody. Look at this hope that we have in Philippians and in Romans, it talks about our mortal body being transformed by the power of God. So we need to learn to love our souls and love our bodies. We spent so much time hating ourselves and hating our soul and our body that we need to learn to love ourselves, see the good in ourselves, take care of ourselves, take care of not only our body, but our soul as well. And so I used to think... Um, for a long time like god like what am i doing i need to do more for you or do something or be more productive with my life of course and i know that's something we all want to do but i found it difficult because i didn't realize there was actually things holding me back and which i'm going to talk about in a second but before we come into a realization of what are we called to do we have to come into the realization of who we are first and if we have this mindset of rejecting blocking us, then we're not going to come into a full understanding of who we are. And you got to realize once our state of mind gets in the right place, then we'll start to do naturally. Uh, what we're called to do will just start coming out normally, effortlessly, and we'll have a realization, all right, now I know who I am. And I feel clear and clean inside. Now I can start functioning properly out of a right heart, out of humility, out of who I really am, rather than just doing something because I feel like I have to do it. 
or I need to do it because I'm in fear that if I don't do it, something bad is going to happen to me. So we're spirit beings and whatever we look at and behold in our hearts and with our mind's eye, that's what we're going to become. And so it's important that we're beholding the right thing, that we're beholding Christ and our oneness and our unity, this mystical union that we have in Christ and to preserve this bond of peace because it's only through abiding in Christ and abiding in love that we're going to be able to fulfill our calling in our lives and function naturally and normally as a spirit being on this earth and reveal the love of Christ. <laughs> we can't reveal the love of Christ if we're all messed up inside. So it's important we got to get free of these things um, because we're on this journey of transformation. We're transforming our DNA through our mindset, through our thoughts, what we focus on, through the words we speak. And this is ultimately going to impact the generations after us. So it's not just for us, it's for all our generations. So it's important, all right? Um, just like Joshua took the land, he had to get all these things out of the land before they can dwell in it and rest in it. And that's the way I see it spiritually and what we're doing with cleaning up our soul and body um, getting these things out so our, our next generations could take it even further. And so it's just so important that we become aware of this and and stay on and keep going on this journey because technology is advancing at such a rapid state. And soon people are going to turn the technology to do this for them when they don't realize that we are the technology and we can do this ourselves. So People are going to try to join themselves to AI and become one with that because it's going to advance more and more. And, you know, soon people are going to be able to transport and do all these different things and possibly even get a chip in their mind so that whenever we think about something, it can manifest. Um, not knowing that God created us already to do these things, but a lot of us are still stuck at a, a very low vibration and frequency level that we don't realize that we can do these things or that God called us to do these things without needing a third-party technology. And so although we may not have seen this yet, uh, it's promised us. God promised that he transform our bodies um, into immortality, and a lot of us are waiting to die for this to happen. But my Bible says that I have been crucified with Christ. That's what the baptism is about. We died in Christ. The only reason people are growing old and getting die dying is because that's the way they're thinking. You're still thinking that I have to get old. I got to suffer when I'm older and then I'm going to die and then I'll be free. Where is that in the Bible? Death is not our savior. Let's get over these, these mindsets like... We're not going to die and go to heaven like we're to be transformed and bring heaven to earth in us and through us. So when we change our minds, we can get free. The Bible says we're free of the law of sin and death. So this isn't even the word I was going to talk about today, but Jesus came to abolish death on earth. So let's believe for immortality. The gospel immortality was revealed through Jesus Christ. He came to give us eternal life. So why are we waiting to die to experience this when we have it now it can be transformed? All right. So back to this rejection mindset. One thing we need to be transformed of is rejection. 
and rejection can come in through many different ways like starting from birth <laughs> and even before birth if people uh or maybe your parents or people speak over you saying oh i wish i had a boy wish i had a girl or you know i i didn't expect to have this child like even before birth when you're in the womb this rejection can come in and you know you as a spirit being and in your mother's womb you know people don't realize that we can hear and absorb these words that are being spoken these thoughts and feelings that our, our mom has in our womb and we start forming this from birth and even before so uh, rejection could come in through parental hurt maybe your home was traumatic you had emotional abuse or physical or mental or sexual abuse that you had to deal with um, that could definitely breed rejection maybe it came in through humiliation from peers or event that happened and where people really criticized you or you know you had to do school presentations and people would just criticize you or make fun of you or your friends would make fun of you um, people would bully you or outcast say mean things to you your parents maybe criticized you uh, maybe you've been rejected and hurt by the church and outcast by the church um, or, or any community that you're involved in. Maybe it was a relationship or a breakup or a divorce, uh, some kind of event of embarrassment or humiliation. Maybe you've been abandoned. Maybe a parent left you or friends left you or betrayed you, turned their back on you. Maybe a girlfriend or boyfriend or husband or wife uh, came in, left you, whatever it is. Um, these things, rejection can get a foothold in our lives you know, and it, it's happened to the best of us. There's no condemnation um, about it. You know, it's just the human condition um, is just riddled with rejection. All right. And if we own rejection and we take it in and um, allow it to become part of us and believe that we've been rejected or we're always going to be rejected, it can result in a lot of negative behaviors. And we see it all over. And sometimes if you're not aware of it, people do it unaware, not even realize what's going on. And so this can result in a lot of self-centeredness and even narcissism if it gets really extreme. Um, people can start putting up walls to protect themselves because they don't want to happen again. So they feel like they need to act a certain way or be a certain way or think a certain way in order to fit in and be accepted. Otherwise, people might reject me. Uh, this can result in isolation and social anxiety, not wanting to be around people because you're hurt and you just don't want to feel that rejection anymore. This can result in a low self-esteem, self-hate, self-rejection. It can manifest in perfectionism because now you want everything to be perfect in a certain way or maybe you, you work a lot more. Um, and you try to make everything perfect because if it's not perfect, it, you might be rejected. Um, so because you don't want to experience that hurt again. This can be a lot of overthinking, especially when you're maybe in a relationship with someone or a friendship with someone and maybe they're not texting you back or... Um, you're not hearing from them and now you're overthinking things. Uh, you're afraid that this person is going to reject you now. And so it's causing anxiety. And maybe you're even over explaining yourself on why you did certain things because you don't want them to leave you. So now you have to over explain yourself in order to keep them from leaving. You know, so these 
these are the results of rejection, it, a lot of fear uh, and anxiety. And even on the extreme side, it could result in addiction because of the pain. Like if your self-esteem just got so low, you just might turn to drugs or alcohol or sex or whatever it is that gets you that fill. Or maybe you want to work a lot now um, to just escape or just drown yourself out in video games or whatever it is. And so this thing, this thing takes a toll on us, man. This rejection can be brutal. So... I've often found, you know, just to be a little transparent, that when I'm experiencing rejection or living in it, my spirit man shrinks, my heart tends to like tighten up in my in my stomach area too. And it, it does feel like you have a wall and it's hard to function properly and you get caught up in your head and you know, people don't understand that from the outside. They may like may think like, oh, why are you acting a certain way? Or why are you so quiet? Yeah, I heard that one my whole life. Um, but everybody has their own things that they're dealing with. It's just people don't understand <laughs> what's going on. And like sometimes we don't even understand it. But like we can get free, which is the good news. Um, just trying to shed light on what happens. So like like I said, like sometimes it feels like it constricts you, you're caught up in your mind, and it just drains so much energy. Now you feeling tired because you're you're trying so hard to overthink or or um battle or deal with this thing, or you feel guilty about it even being there in the first place, and it's just draining your energy. And so this can manifest so you have these feelings. All right. And our thoughts actually come out of our feelings. And we're not actually called to think with our brain as a man thinks in his heart. So is he. <laughs> and we have three brains and really four if we count our body, which is a whole other teaching. But um, our thoughts are we our emotions actually come first and then our thoughts come out of our emotions. And this is something we need to understand. A lot of times in the church. Um, we've heard that, you know, don't, don't go off your emotions. Um, and we've ignored our emotions a lot, but our emotions are actually really important and our emotions got a bad rap because, uh, I've heard a lot of times that, oh, your emotions are in your soul. It's a soulless realm. Um, you know, don't pay attention to your emotions, brother. All right. And even especially as a guy, we're not really supposed to be emotional or share emotions like that. Um, according to the world and like we think of a guy being emotional as a soft thing um, but if a guy is actually able to master his emotions then he's is he really weak i don't think so i think a guy who has mastered his emotions is actually really strong better someone who has self-control than somebody who's overtaken the city says that in proverbs so um out of our emotions we could get thoughts now of, oh, I'm unlovable. I'm rejected. Everyone rejects me. Um, who would want to hang out with me or be with me? I'm going to be alone my whole life. I'm just not worthy. I'm not good enough. These are the types of thoughts that come out of the feeling of rejection. And these thoughts right when we get these thoughts it starts affecting our body now it starts affecting our mood and our frequency and vibration it starts going down and this is why we get tired 
and it even starts manifesting physically um, because our brain could not tell the difference between emotional pain and physical pain. So now we're feeling this pain and it's bottled up and then it starts manifesting in our body. So whatever the pain might be or the physical manifestation of rejection, it, it will manifest somehow and be seen on our body. And then even after our body, it will start manifesting in our in our physical circumstances because now that you're thinking this stuff, now people are starting to reject you. Now you are stuck in a rejection mindset. Now when you get into a new friendship or relationship, all of a sudden, it's there. Or you might be rejected again. Or you may not get that job that you wanted or or that the business endeavor didn't go the way you wanted because you're thinking now and you're manifesting what you're thinking because we're created in the image of God and we are creating around us based on what we think. <laughs> and this is why... Paul said, be transformed by the renewing of our mind because our mind is very powerful. The thoughts we think are very powerful. We're in the image of God. We're creators, just like our father, co-creators, co-heirs. And especially if we have the spirit of God in us, we're creating all the time and based on our thoughts and our words that we speak. So we need to be transformed from the inside out because it's going to show on the outside. And Jesus he said, it's not what goes in to the man it's what comes out of his heart and comes out of his mouth that defiles a man and so we want to be pure and clean vessels by getting this out of our lives and getting the good stuff so maybe you're able to relate to this i'm sure you are especially if you're listening to this and i just want to let you know you know there's no condemnation no shame you know it's something we're all growing in and learning especially in this present day and age you know um i don't think the older generation was as emotionally conscious as this generation is now and you know i give them props you know every generation is different but our generation is having to fight this on a on a deeper level um than the previous generation the previous generation had their own fight to deal with um but now it's getting deep and Again, I just want to keep highlighting the good news is that we can be free, all right? Um, God is highlighting this because he wants to heal us. God loves us. God is compassionate toward us. He's not unaware of the sufferings and struggles we go through on this earth, and he wants to set us free. And we find ourselves in circumstances, and we find ourselves being more aware of emotions because God wants to free us. He wants us to learn how to free ourselves. We have the power to free ourselves. So we're not always relying on God for a miracle or to touch us and for us to be free. Last night I was in the Bronx, New York, and the pastor gave this word on a woman who had the issue of blood, uh, who you know was bound 12 years um, dealing with this issue in her life. And she, and she couldn't wait anymore for God to heal her. She pressed in and did it. She pressed in and got the hem <laughs> of his garment. Come on, somebody. She couldn't wait. She wasn't going to wait for Jesus to heal her. She pressed in and did it herself. And Jesus didn't even know who touched her. He didn't even know how to power. He wasn't even, she, this woman wasn't even on her radar. That's how she just got in and said, I had enough. I'm healing myself. I'm going to get his heaven's garment to get this power and get transformed. All right. Don't wait for God to heal you. 
God has given us the tools we need to heal ourselves by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the grace of God, by his word. All right. Rejection blocks the power of the Holy Spirit because the rejection mindset keeps our focus on ourselves. Rejection keeps the focus on ourself. It gets us in our flesh. We're too concerned about ourselves, of us trying to survive, of our needs trying to get met, of only having enough for us. It's like an orphan spirit always protecting ourselves and not caring or looking out for anybody else. That's why we need to get free of rejection. We cannot tolerate this in our lives anymore. It blocks the Holy Spirit, takes the focus off God. Even we can even be in worship and thinking about ourselves, <laughs> still thinking about how we've been rejected, how we've been hurt. Oh, I wish God would just heal us and take the pain away. But God's waiting for us to heal ourselves, to get a hold of his word and be transformed. Whew. And when we start being transformed, our body is going to change. Our circumstances are going to change. Our relationships with God is going to get deeper and better. Our relationships with others is going to get deeper and better because we're no longer going to review God. We're no longer going to see God and perceive God as someone who's rejected us either. Because the truth is we've never been rejected by God. The truth is we've always been accepted. The truth is rejection is a lie that we've been believing. And because we've been believing this lie, we've been manifesting this lie in our lives, all right? Um, not too long ago, uh, I was at another event in Waterbury and I was really dealing with this issue um, because of certain circumstances in my life. And I was just feeling very rejected, thinking I was rejected, um, not realizing that the root of that was actually causing me to feel rejected. And then I was in this worship service and I was dropping a few tracks uh, out in Waterbury. Um, and the whole service was centered around how Paul and Silas were in the prison at midnight, locked up, singing psalms and hymns to God. And at that moment at midnight, an earthquake came through and all the chains were loosed and the prison doors were open and people were set free. And during this service, in my mind, I heard a voice tell me that I was never rejected. And when I heard that, I had a realization that that's the truth. God has never rejected me. And in Ephesians, it talks about, I think it's 1-6, that we've been accepted in the beloved. We've been predestined and created predestined to be holy and blameless before him in love before the foundation of the earth we were accepted by god we've never been rejected by our father in heaven by the almighty by our savior jesus christ by the holy ghost whoever rejected you on earth pales in comparison to our acceptance in Christ. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you've been rejected by your family, friends, or church, or community, or whatever, whoever, husband, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, closest friend, whatever it is, we've been accepted in Christ. And that's reality. That is the truth. 
That is the truth that set me free. That truth can set you free as well when you begin to realize that you've never been rejected. You've always been accepted by God and by Christ. Accept yourself today. Accept it. You are accepted. You are loved. We are in Christ in love. God is love. And love is the highest frequency that you can be in. And when you realize that you haven't been rejected, that you're not rejected, you can start living in love and living in peace because you now accept yourself. You realize that God has accepted you. You don't have anything to prove. It doesn't matter. You don't need the acceptance from people or a community or anything like that. All that stuff is great. But once you get this revelation for yourself, you can start walking in love. And then you will be accepted. You'll realize that people do accept you. People do like you. You know, they do love you. You love. And then it's a flow that you just find yourself in effortlessly and you can free to be yourself because when you're in the spirit of rejection or a mindset of rejection you can't really be yourself because you're always trying to not be yourself so you can be accepted all right um so it really comes down to our mindsets um of are we going to be free or not and and like growing up and even the past couple years in the church i've heard a spirit of rejection spirit of this that and a third what I've come to see it more now as a programming. We've been programmed to think that we're rejected. Let's get out and free of the program. Let's get free of the matrix. Whether is a demon or not, it doesn't really matter. We wrestle, we know we don't wrestle with flesh and blood, but it's our mindsets. The very red had to do with our thoughts, our imaginations the way we think, be transformed by renewing of our mind. The enemy, it doesn't even matter. The enemy's been defeated, canceled, nailed to the cross. All our uh, iniquities, all our accusations nailed to the cross. There's no demon that has power over you. It's the way you think. The enemy could influence your mindset, try to get a foothold, but the enemy's not, he doesn't have you in chains he doesn't have you bound. It's your mindset and the way you think that you need to get free of. All right? So stop thinking the enemy has authority over you. Just repent, which means change your mindset. I know I've been saying it a lot, but that's what true repentance is. Renouncing these things, just changing the way you think, allowing God to set, to set you free by the word of God and the grace of God. All right? It's the grace and the word. When the word has grace on it, could be set free and i know i've been talking a lot and i feel like maybe i'm just rambling now um but i pray and hope that this has hit you and i just want to leave you with that that you've been accepted in the beloved in christ in love and once you realize that you can start functioning in it by the grace of god so right now father i pray that everybody listening to this would be set free of this mindset, of this programming of rejection, even through birth, Lord, whoever needs to be forgiven or let go, just let it go. That's the word I, that, I, that I'm hearing right now, just let it go, let it go. Whoever's offended you or done you dirty or rejected you, just let it go. 
it doesn't even matter anymore. <laughs> You're fully <laughs> accepted, engulfed in love, in Christ, and that's who you really are. And that's all that really matters. So Father, I just thank you for this word hidden home. I thank you that your word can set us free and has the power and has set us free, Lord. I thank you that whom the Son sets free is free. And Father, I thank you for this love that you poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit, this love that sets the prisoners free, the captives free. Father, I pray right now, release the liquid love of Jesus. Father, I thank you. I see this love healing wounds right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for healing and touching the wounds. Let his love be poured out from within your heart today. Father, I just thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for making this possible. Thank you for caring about us, loving us, and setting us free of these things and bringing light to these things today, Father. I pray these every prison door be open right now and the captives be set free by your truth, by your word, by the power of the Holy Spirit, that we're accepted in the beloved. And we thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Your presence all around. All things are new now. Can't nothing hold me down. Cause your love has set me free. Now grace and truth abound. All things work for good now. Can't nothing hold me down. Cause your love has set me free.